Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you and giving you takeaways so that way you can apply them towards your creative endeavors and have things be a little bit easier than they were for me. At least that's the hope. Now, before I fully dive into everything, I would love to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So, this past week really has been kind of ramped up in terms of the workload. And part of that is by my own doing, because you know, as we get towards the end of the year, I want to get as many things wrapped up so the end of the year can be as enjoyable as it can be, right? where we don't have to worry about certain things. The other side of that is that there's just more work, you know, people want more things done and stuff like that, and so it gets added to the plate. So it is what it is, and, and you know, amidst that, I'm just trying to juggle all the balls and keep things uh, moving on my front at, as much as I can, right? But knowing that the priority, of course, has to be those things you know, uh, that people pay me for, that they expect to get done, and I can't be selfish in that way. So, you know, that's that's been the process. But as far as my stuff, I was lucky enough um, to really be able to focus, like, one of my big goals each and every week is always to front load the start of the week and get all the things that I need to for work done so that way the rest of my week can be as light as possible and I can focus on, you know, my stuff. And of course, there's things here and there that, you know, I have to tend to and stuff like that. But for the most part, if I could just batch the stuff that, you know, I need to at the, at the top of the week, it's just more beneficial for me, right? It works for my goals, my schedule better. And... This week, you know, towards the end of the week, specifically like Friday, um, you know, Thursday, Thursday I kind of had a little bit of time, but Friday and Saturday really were devoted to my website. And when I say Friday, probably like the afternoon on, right? And if you've been following along, you know that I've been working on my website's redesign for a couple of weeks. In fact, you know, this was approaching like the end of the fourth week and though there was no particular deadline that needed to push this thing over the edge you know that like if I didn't finish it this week there would be no actual consequences but mentally I was just like you know what let me get this done like I had other stuff on the to-do list that I wanted to do uh, such as work on my script work on this sizzle reel uh and a couple of other things, but but we were inching along towards this website being complete, and it was so close, so I was like, okay, well, let me just dedicate time to fixing it and really going in. And I highlight that journey of, like, what that fully entails. Like, I've done a couple of episodes about that already, and, and I'll post one, you know, specifically for getting it across the finish line. So you can check that out, and I've linked to it in the description box. So that way, you know, you can check it out when, when it's there. Uh, 
But overall, it was like, let me just nose to the grindstone, let me get this done. And, you know, my thought was, okay, I'll spend half of Saturday, like, you know, morning to afternoon completing the website and then I'll do some writing. And that didn't end up happening. Literally, uh, pretty much right up until midnight of Saturday night, you know, that's when I fully, I was doing like the last little bits of, I had a staging website for the redesign and that was all complete. So that way now it was about transferring and doing the minutia of making sure all the redirects worked and just the technical jargon, right? But pretty much right before midnight you know, on Saturday, I completed the entire website. It was done. Now, of course, I wake up Sunday morning and there I am. I'm like, huh, I think I have a few changes. And it's like, it's good overall but let me just tinker with a few things. And, you know, were they in the grand scheme of things stuff that people would have noticed or made a, a big impact? No, but they just felt right to me. And it's like, I've already spent so much time on this that let me just, let me, let me just scratch this itch sort of a thing. And so for me, <coughs> excuse me, uh, what, what I made this morning, in addition to just a few minor changes here and there uh, to clean it up, but I had made a page for what I call altruism. So charities and causes that are meaningful to me that I wanted to highlight because it felt very much like this whole website was about all the things that I've done, who I am and where I'm going. And to not include this felt, I don't know, just incomplete in a way not to be over dramatic about it, but uh, incomplete perhaps. But that's why I sort of did it. And if anything, you know, I wanted to, because one of my principles is in order to make great art, we have to be a part of the human experience and we can't just shut ourselves off to the world and focus on ourselves. We have to participate within community and the plight of the world because, you know, art helps that, but we also can't just, you know, escape to that ourselves, you know, we have, there's a, there's a push and pull aspect to it. And, you know, it's much more, more eloquently written as a sentiment on that webpage, but, you know, I, I had kind of created that. And so I'm, I'm really excited that this website is out there. You know, if, if you've been following me along this whole journey, the, the website initially was created with a goal in mind, you know, to, to try to teach and stuff like that. And, and that was always the goal. But part of my guiding philosophy has always been in order for me to be able to teach, I want to have firsthand knowledge, right? I don't want to just be someone who reads the books. I want to be a practitioner. And, you know, I had obviously at that point experienced enough, but I've been doing it for other people. And then, you know, five years ago, I made the shift where I was also going to focus on my stuff as well as other people's stuff. And during that time, I'd written two books, made two movies, and I'm working on more, right? I have two more books that are in the works, and I have another movie that's in the works, which I'll talk about. And so the website really, for me, needed to reflect all those things of where I am today and where I'm going. And that's why the altruistic side of it 
is very much part and parcel. It didn't, it, it didn't feel whole to me, especially if I call myself the 360 creative coach, to me, trying to do good deeds for the world is synonymous with all of that, right? It's not separate. It is just a part of life, an artistic life. So a big milestone. I'm very proud of what I accomplished with it. I encourage you to check it out. I think it's very streamlined, very well organized. And it's not just a me, me, me type of website. I, I really try to bring as much value to it as I can. You know, even on, let's say, like my filmography page, I highlight my creative partners so you can check out who I love to work with and maybe you can work with them. Uh, you know, bibliography page, I try to highlight, you know, my writing partners as well as, you know, the book club that I do each month with Marissa Serafini. Um, you know, so I try to be factual with what I do, but, but also spread the love, if you will. So I'm very proud of it, you know, and it's exciting because now it's done, right? And it also streamlines my life moving forward. Before, with each of these episodes, you know, I would have to manually upload it and stuff like that. And now I don't really have to worry about that. It's just kind of set it and forget it. Boom. So it clears up a lot of my time, but still is part of the website, which is exciting. The 10 plus years that I've been doing this, where just like all things, it starts off being very difficult because the technology and stuff like that hasn't gotten to the point where it's just fully streamlined. Now, it's really amazing. I remember just the simple fact of being able to embed a specific YouTube playlist was such a difficult task, you know, at the start of like, you know, 2010 to now, um, you, you still kind of have to dig for the answer, but it exists and it's actually a very simple solution once you find it. So it's just great to kind of look back on that stuff and, and reflect. And as I said, I'm, I'm just very proud of the accomplishment, you know. So yeah, check it out, philsvitek.com. So switching gears uh, about the film script itself. So this project that I've been working on, The Arbiters, that's my forthcoming movie, which by the way, the fun added bonus with the website. Now you can check out all the things that I'm kind of working on. So if you go on the filmography page, you can gleam into The Arbiters, uh, you know, and, and what that is and, and whatnot. And for a more true behind the scenes feature look of like character sketches and stuff like that, you can check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash philsvitek. You know, not only do you get that stuff, but there's monthly coaching that's offered through that. And it's only one tier. It's only $10 a month. So everyone gets all the same benefits. Um, so if that sounds interesting, check it out. But regardless, last week I had finished up this giant, very detailed outline for the script. And... You know, to summarize, you know, I made an outline back in March, wrote a first draft of the movie, and had been trying to revise the script ever since. I was like, let me take a step back. Let me let me take a macro view. 
So I went back to the outline, revised the outline, ended up being like, you know, uh, well over 50 pages. But now that I've done that, because it's so detailed, I can work on that script and it's very easy. Now, as I said a little bit earlier, I would have loved to make more progress with the script itself. You know, on Saturday, I would have loved to split the day between the website and the script writing, you know, but it is what it is. And I've been able to kind of steal an hour here and an hour there to write a lot of this stuff. But the thing of it is, writing the actual script from a idea perspective and, and what needs to be written onto the page is not that difficult at this point because I have the outline. I know what needs to be said and yeah, some adjusting here and there based on things, but it's just people sometimes overlook the act of writing itself is actually sort of time consuming. <laughs> like just sitting there typing, you know, the words and, and, and um, it takes a bit, right? So it's not that it's hard. It's just time consuming. But I'm excited and, you know, in this past week, I've been able to get to uh, bullet point number 28 out of 117. So I still have a really long ways to go. And overall, the script will be lengthy. Like, it's very much, I feel like, a Lord of the Rings type level you know, in terms of length. So each, you know, whether it's Fellowship of the Rings, uh, The Two Towers, Return of the King, they each were well over 120 pages, you know, close to roughly like 180 pages each. And it goes against my natural grain, you know, because I always say, you know, keep things concise and things like that. However, for the story that I'm trying to tell, this really is as concise as I can make it. And, you know, the, trust me, there's plenty of movies and stuff like that that I watch or scripts that I read. I'm like, this is superfluous. So much of this can get cut. Now, granted, I'm sure when this draft of the script is done, I can look at that and compress, compress, compress further and maybe get it down to two and a half hours, perhaps even two. I don't know. But as of right now, in terms of the length, like it, this draft will be quite large, you know, but that's the process of the creativity is to just get it out on paper, see what's there, and then be able to assess what's redundant, where the gaps that need to be plugged in, yada, yada, yada. So, and you know, not every bullet point in this 117 bullet points is weighed the same. Some scenes are much more massive and involved and have like, you know, uh, 30 sub bullets. Others are literally just, you know, an eighth of a page or something like that. So it just depends, but I'm about 34 pages in to the actual script, give or take. So you now we'll see how long it ends up being, but I'm excited and, you know, if anything, I hope to get at least halfway done this coming week. And I should be able to. Um, I think, you know, uh, now that the website's done, I'm in a good groove. And, you know, one of the things, like, if you've been paying attention, I was talking about working on a personal reel to highlight 
you know, who I am and the work I've done. And because of things, you know, now that the outline is done for this and so much attention went into the work, uh, to the to the website itself, you know, I've decided, okay, let me let me pause on that. I'll like maybe put like a little bit here and there um, when I have the time and I, I just, you know, need a break from writing. But it doesn't need to be my main focus. But that doesn't mean it's stalled out, right? It's been good that I did what I did and what it offered actually, it was quite serendipitous because you know, clips that I was just highlighting that I know I want to use, you know, every time I edit like a reel of any sort, I go through all the footage and select stuff that is interesting, right? And delete the stuff that's boring, yada, yada. And so I'd gone through various testimonials from people that spoke about me and, you know, a lot of it's great stuff. So it was like, okay, well, in the vein of Gary Vee, who teaches us to just, you know, uh, reuse content in different forms, I essentially did that. I was like, well, nothing prevents me from putting out these clips, these testimonials, uh, just outright, right? So why not? They're, they're worthwhile, and they'll be great in the sizzle reel, but I'll know I'll inevitably have to cut some of the stuff. But, you know, why not just show what's there? And I still took out the stuff that, you know, was unnecessary for those, but I essentially output those and they're about like two minutes or less each one. And I was able to, you know, put it out on various platforms on social media and get people's attention, which was good, you know, which is what I wanted. And then serendipitously, I was like, okay, well, now that I have this, you know, um, on sections of my website where it makes sense, where I want to highlight some testimonials, I can just use those. So it all works in tandem if you really allow it to and want to and see those opportunities. So yeah, that was good. Now, you know, unlike the website, I'm not going to, you know, I've changed my stance where I'm not going to fully deep dive. Like I'm going to, as I said, put a little, a little bit of work here and there if I need the break from writing. But my main focus right now will be just this new draft of the script, especially since it is such a smooth process. The only thing is time. Um, and then we'll see where we end up. So I'm excited about that progress. Now, shifting gears away from the creative, I just want to, you know, as has been my sort of habit for the past, uh, you know, few months, of this vlog is towards the latter half, just talk about stuff that's been on my mind that's not necessarily the creative journey, but I think might be of interest and, and whatnot. And I talked about this a little bit ago, but this idea that we build more hospitals than communities and parks. And, you know, maybe this isn't the case for you, as I know it. It's not always the case, but in LA in particular, there just seem to be more and more medical facilities, and I'll use that term encompassingly, cropping up. And I know it's LA and it's a hub and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's like 
we're doing what we can to treat these diseases, where's the attention to prevention? And that's why I say like, we need communities and parks because not that exercise in and of itself is like the cure-all, but sunshine, hanging out with friends, de-stressing, like all that stuff has a positive impact. So maybe we can avoid having to go to all these medical facilities. I don't know. Uh, it's just kind of been on my mind in that way. And do I have this, all the stats and statistics? No, but anecdotally, I like to observe my community and, and just kind of see where we're shifting as a society. And it feels that's very much a priority of just let's, you know, let's let's not worry about what we're doing. Let's just, we'll, we'll, we'll fix it, we'll fix it. And of course, it's a lot harder to fix something when it happens, whether it's cancer, Alzheimer's, or whatever other type of disease, right? And I'm not saying everything is preventable, not by any stretch, but there is a side to it where, you know, it seems easier to prevent it rather than have to then deal with it. I don't know. Just when you talk about our society and our priorities, I, I like to consider that. On a lighter note, I had been testing T-Mobile's internet service. So if you're unaware, T-Mobile has this internet package and they, ha they do a 15-day free trial. And so I was like, okay, let me go do this. Uh, I know several people at this point that had gotten rid of their Spectrum internet here in LA and you know, are using T-Mobile. So I was very optimistic because for me, I just like options in that way. And I definitely would have saved a lot of money. Now I say that because, you know, unfortunately the trial didn't, it didn't go, it didn't pass the mustard for me. You know, I do a lot of video and audio stuff and need good download and upload speeds. The upload speed wasn't the issue. It was really the download speed that just wasn't up to snuff of what I needed. Not even what I was looking for, what I needed. And that's a bummer because it really could have saved me a good chunk of change. But unfortunately, it is what it is. But still, I hope they get better, you know, as I kind of alluded to in talking about websites and things of that nature, podcasting, you know, things evolve over time. And so who knows, maybe a year, two years, five years, seven years, there's the opportunity where, you know, T-Mobile internet is better than Spectrum and cheaper. So that would be great. You know, any way to save a buck at the moment, <laughs> it's greatly appreciated. I'm looking for those options. And maybe for you, T-Mobile internet, if it's in your area or whatnot, might be the solution, you know, if it's cheaper and does what you need. Again, they, they do a 15-day free trial, and so it might be worth considering. Now, I'm not paid to say this. Obviously, I'm not even endorsing them. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it is an option. So think about it. For entertainment, I had finished up watching Super Pumped, which is a Showtime show. I got licensed to Netflix, and 
It chronicles the rise and fall of former Uber CEO Travis Kalanick. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays the main character, and he's very charismatic in the role. And it's a very interesting look at everything, and no different than, you know, things like The Social Network or, you know, even documentaries about WeWork and stuff like that. And I bring those up because it, you know, regardless of their ultimate quality, they each raise, like our fascination with it seems to hinge on this thing of do the ends justify the means? Like we're trying to figure out that question. And it feels like we don't have an answer and we keep trying to get like to get to that answer. And there's no definitive kind of version to it, right? Because it's like, okay, well, you know, a lot of people do enjoy Uber, but he was a heinous asshole, right? Who just did deplorable things. No different than a lot of other people. And in fact, we can look at the question of would the world have been modernized without colonization? People point to no, but that's also because we don't really have examples of the counter. Not really. And so it's like similar in this way, but that's why I like love books like Kim Scott's Radical Candor that say, yeah, assholes can finish first, but that doesn't mean it's the only way. And radical candor is, you know, being direct, but also caring deeply. And that's the pinnacle we should strive to. Another great book is um, this one called Humans, A Brief History of How We Managed to Fuck It All Up. And it argues with the very, very extremely limited data that is available that, you know, when left alone, other parts of the world could have modernized without needing to be colonized. So perhaps we could have avoided the bloodshed, but we just like to delude ourselves to thinking that that was what was, you know, it was the cost of modernizing the, the, the world as we know it. So, I don't know, just stuff to think about, you know, um, in this heavy, heavy topic. But as always, you know, I encourage you to comment down below with any, th- any of your thoughts and questions uh, for me about any of the stuff that I talked about or stuff you would love to, for me to cover in future episodes. You know, I'm always happy to do that. Um, you know, this, this week, as I've been alluding to, I will be focused on writing the script. And then creatively, uh, another big task is one of my friends made this documentary And so I will be uh, watching it and providing feedback now. Obviously, I I haven't watched it, so I don't know what the feedback will be. I always like to ask people, well, what sort of notes are you looking from me? And um, most people, it's kind of that same way of if you ask better questions, you get better answers. And a lot of times, most creatives don't actually know what they're looking for, so even when posed with that question, well, what are you looking for? It's very nebulous. Um, but regardless, I'll, I'll take my notes, I'll watch it. And, you know, as always, my, my aim is not to be critical for 
the sake of bringing someone down, but to elevate what they're going after. And that's why I do ask a lot of questions is because I want to know, okay, what is your, how do you see this going? Like, what's your, what's your ideal version of this? Because just getting it done might be enough for that person, you know, and just be like, hey, I did it, right? So if that's the case, it's like, boom, you don't need my notes, you did it. Congratulations, right? And by the way, completely valid. I'm not being disingenuous about that. Um, so that's that's very important to me because I think a lot of times people go in with their own agenda when they give notes as opposed to trying to understand what is the intention behind the work and what does the person want out of that work. So anyway, I'll report back on that next week. Thank you as always for taking the time to join me. I truly do appreciate it and hope to see you next time.